Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. We're like biologically, genetically set up to fail. It's really fascinating. Hello there and welcome to the Manzilla podcast. Thank you very much indeed for spending your time with us today. I am Gavin and I'm your host for today's show. We've got a brilliant one on the way. We've got a guy called Dan Murray Serta on and he is a fascinating guy. I love talking to Dan uh, on today's show because we are talking about brain care. Now brain care is a very interesting concept, isn't it? I, I guess when you think about the general healthcare mix, we've spoken about urology recently and brain care, I think, also gets lost in the mix of general healthcare. I don't know if you agree with me on that or not. I want to introduce a philosophy to you, which Dan has introduced before in the past in some other podcasts and some of his articles. If you can't be the CEO of your own body, you do not own the right to be the CEO of your own company. Now, I think that's really interesting. It's all about looking after yourself, looking after number one in order to look after the extra parts of your life. So if you're not looking after number one, you're not looking after your health, you're not looking after your brain, then how are you expected to function? So today's show is all about caring for your brain equals caring for your productivity. Now, Dan is a, a businessman, of course. He's got um, his company called Heights, which is a nutrition supplement company, which is really interesting. They provide uh, a subscription service where you can go on their website. It's um, yourheights.com. And they they give you like a batch of, of, of nutritional supplements. And you can take those throughout the month and it effectively helps you stay on track with your health and your mental health and your brain health. And it's part of the mix and they've got uh, a really good roster of people who are, are clients and customers of theirs. So I'm fascinated by this company. I think they're a really interesting brand. And Dan is just a brilliant guy to chat to. Just got so much knowledge and insight from all the podcasts he's done with really big people over the years. So I was honored to spend a bit of time with Dan, really lovely guy. And so I hope you enjoy today's show. But just before we kick into today's show with myself and Dan, do subscribe. Subscribe to the Manzilla podcast. You know where to do that. The usual buttons on your podcast providers and on your um, yeah on your platforms. So please do that. And also give us a like if you're watching this on social media and a comment as well. And also, um, yeah, what's the other one? Oh, yeah. Five star rating. That's the one. Hit us with a five star rating. Thank you very much. So this is the Manzilla podcast. Myself and Dan Murray Serta. did an interview with uh, Jim Collins. So oh, yeah. Jim Collins is like a very famous author, basically, an entrepreneurship author, business author, does success and failure a lot. Um, I can't literally tell you how much I took from my interview with him. Um, yeah. Just as like one example, because he's a researcher, professionally, he's a researcher and writer. 
So he had listened to the whole of Secret Leaders, um, like 80 episodes in preparation. Um, wow. Spent, spent the first hour of our interview interviewing me in my Jeez. style. Um, <laughs> in, in my style. It was just so interesting. Um, um, whilst I can totally paraphrase loads of fascinating insights from different guests, I think because his job is to study successful people and failures, um, a bunch of things I learned from him were, were the ones that I'd share. So for example, he said, um, if you define success by money, you always lose, which I think is like a perfect, a perfect statement, but also something that he's learned. Um, we talk about values a lot. So people that spend time on their values and figure out what their goals are based on their values. And he talked about, you know, lots of, basically most of the people that have failed, most of the entrepreneurs that have failed haven't spent the time on that. And they think that's, they think that's fluffy stuff. Um, and it's not core business, but he said, actually living by your core, defining your core values and then living by them is the hardest thing you'll ever do. Um, which I also think is, is so true. Um, another one is that entrepreneur, entrepreneurship is not a reflection of what you do as a reflection of who you are. Yeah. Um, which I really love. And then I think, um, you know, the last one before I just get into like a complete and utter, um, you know, long list of quotes, which isn't necessarily what people want. No, that's um, good. I find it he, interesting. It's really yeah, so, inspiring as well, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I think a really inspiring thing he said to me, which I've found to be true is um, a successful life is usually the result of five or six people in your life who believe in you more than you do. Okay. Wow. Which I really love. So, you know, it's just about this idea of, you know, can you find, it's obviously the idea of mentorship and, 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 and managers and, you know, other people that just help nudge you along in your journey. And, you know, not always kindly, doesn't always feel kind, right? Tough love, et cetera. But sometimes yeah. that's what's needed. So, you know, I love that because I think that statement really clarifies so many different aspects. Like one is that, um, we are predisposed often to not believe in ourselves. Um, and even the successful people who are confident and have it all have huge self-doubt. So if you think about those moments in your life, you know, who are your cheerleaders? Who are the people telling you that they, you inspire them yeah. um, and that you can do it? If you've got even two or three of those people in your life, it's going to drive you on to do better things because no one is as harsh a critic as you. Yeah, for yourself. So you need someone external as well to be there pushing you. So I just love that quote because I just think it unpacks, you know, both sides of the truth. That would be really interesting, I think, because uh, yeah, a lot of people. I mean, I'm I'm of the generation where I think I I just I don't I sort of feel like I I find like asking for help is tough, and mm. I think uh, having someone like that or having someone on your side like that would be you know. Well, really Really inspiring. Really yeah, I think I think I think what's really interesting about it is um, you know digging into it a bit further. Um, it's not all about you know. So I've I've often said to my business partner like I don't have a mentor. I'd love to have one. Yeah, and he's like, you don't have anyone that calls himself your mentor, and you don't have anyone that you have an official mental relationship with, but you have plenty of people that mentor you. Yeah, and I was like, oh, it's a very good point, and you know, it's interesting because you know this stuff doesn't need a label. Right. And actually five or six people, three or four people in your life that believe in you more than you do, that can genuinely, that can be your mum, that can be your sister, that can be your wife, that can be a best mate. It's not about, um, you know, having three or four business relationships specifically. That's not, that's not the point. The point is 
two two sided really. One is you know actually it's really important that people believe in each other. Yeah. And the most obvious near term place for that is your family. The second place is your friends. But of course, the workplace is another one with good managers and good leaders. Um, but similarly, you know, the second side to that statement is, you know, your own relationship. Are you that person to someone else? Do you take the time to reach out to someone in your network and encourage them and tell them that you've seen what they're doing and you think it's great and that they need to keep going? Because on any given day, that person is probably going to be feeling like shit not through any fault of their own, just human psychology. Yeah. So what I also like about the statement is it's a good nudge to remember that you can be that person to someone and sometimes all it takes is a message. You know, living, trying to live that, you know, almost, I, I look at people like Gary Vaynerchuk and, um, you know, a lot of these sort of YouTube style entrepreneurs and, you know, they profess about, you know, working, working, working. And, yeah. you know, over the course of your sort of entrepreneurial journey, do you, do you find that, the idea of working too hard is can be a disadvantage at all yeah for sure um so the truth is um it's increasingly becoming known that just hustling and just hustle culture yeah it's not it's not even just the wrong way around like i think like the best way to have a successful life like jim collins said in the quote before you know these things are about balance so you know, I don't know enough about Gary Vaynerchuk's life, but it's really interesting if you delve down into, you know, what are his actual relationships like? Does he does he have time with his wife? Does he have kids? I mean, I don't even know the answer to these questions, by the way, but, yeah. you know, it almost, he almost presents it like he doesn't have those things because too busy working. And you're like, why is that a successful life? That's not successful life. That's not what life is about. That's one side. And, you know, if you've ever done any any coaching or any, um, you know, vision and manifestation work, you know, you've got some, you know, there's so many different examples of this, but like the wheel of life, right? And the wheel of life is all about, you know, it's family, it's relationships, it's work. I definitely are on the, on the side of, um, of, you know, workaholic, like no doubt. And I'm not proud of that. It's just the reality of, of, of how things manifest in my life. Yeah. Um, but what I've learned is, A, because of that behavior, I know for a fact that I have to, I have to force myself to rest. And by the way, rest is a very uh, loaded term. No, rest isn't just napping and sleeping. Rest is exercise. Rest is walking. Rest is listening to a book. Rest is watching TV. I'm currently watching uh, all of the MCU, Marvel Universe films in 20 days, 20 <laughs> films in 20 days with my wife. That is definitely rest. Um, you know, like doing these things are really important. So because I know my behavior is to overwork. I mean, here's an example. It's Saturday morning and you're the third conversation I've had. Oh, wow. <laughs> but, the point, but the point is, A, I'm enjoying it and I enjoy, I try and do things that I enjoy anyway, especially if I'm going to do it on a weekend. But the other side of it is um, I try and get into my calendar to rest. Um, and, you know, if you are a busy person, your calendar is your savior. It helps you organize. So therefore putting in, take half an hour out, putting in, you know, I've got a Peloton, like, so putting in, like, go for a bike ride yeah. in my living room, yeah. um, you know, all these things, I go for a walk, like, they go into my calendar so that I remember to do them. And, like, you know, I'm not so incredibly process-driven that I stick to that plan all the time, but the sentiment is in there, which means, you know, if I'm half an hour late because the last meeting I've ran, I'm not going to stress about it. 
I still need to remember to go for my walk. Things like that are so important because the flip side is, you know, we do just have a burnout culture. Yeah. It's very stressful times at the moment. Um, and people do not think about looking after themselves because it's seen as weak. Mm. And because there's this notion that someone else is there who's going to take your job and who's going to work harder than you. It's a really interesting balance. You know, at the end of the day, what I would say is um, work ethic and grit are invaluable skills in life. They're so important and it's so important to be able to show that you have those two things. Um, but so is common sense and having a life. Like if you have a boss or a leader with a modicum of common sense, they'll know that if you don't have interest outside of work, you will force yourself to burn out. And when you burn out, you won't produce any good work and you'll basically be a problem. Yeah. Yeah. You know, a problem to yourself, a problem to your colleagues, a problem to the company. So, you know, really like we try and look for people with, uh, you know, when we're hiring at Heights, you know, we try and look for people with rounded interests, with hobbies, with things outside of work, because working in a startup is very exciting. Like you can get sucked in. Yeah. You, know, you don't have to be the founder to get sucked in. But what you want to do is make sure that people do have some separation and balance as well. I've seen it on one of your blogs, I think, um, how your mental health sort of like um, suffered from that, from you know, from, from, I guess, from working over the years and from other things that have come into play. And, you know, I think a lot of people maybe ignore their mental health at this, at th those points in time when they're working flat out or when they feel like they have to hustle. Um, yeah, yeah. Do you think that your, do you think your, um, that the whole sort of mental health, um, uh, conversation maybe is, uh, needs to be more open or do, how do you sort of assess that? Yeah. It's really interesting because the conversation I just had before you, um, yeah. was with, um, a, basically a Marine. Oh, wow. Um, and um, he's not a Marine anymore, but he's, he's a coach. You know, he's running a startup now and he's got a book coming out on uh, called The Commando Mindset. And, um, and it wasn't a podcast interview or anything. It's literally like catching up because he's a listener to Secret Leaders. And he's been trying to get in touch with me for like a long time. And I was like, 100%, but like, this is the slot I have free in the future. Oh, wow. It's so interesting. So interesting talking to him because... Um, you know, something he said, and I thought it was great, is, you know, he, talks, he was talking a lot about mental health and mental health in the military and as a, as a, a Marine. Um, he was basically saying, you know, in the Marines, uh, you're encouraged, actually, to put your hand up and say, I'm not okay. Oh, wow. Like, okay. I'm, I, I, like, I'm, not, I'm not dealing with this well, right? And it's like, actually, it's interesting, like, the way that the Marines, yes, it's all very tough and there's tons of grit and, you know, the mindset to get into the Marines is another level. Yeah. But... Um, there is empathetic leadership there and there is the understanding that you know it's not manly to just pretend you don't have emotions that's not healthy you watch people die you might kill people like that's going to screw your mental health up so really interesting having a conversation with him talking about essentially his perspective but there's probably more conscious awareness about the softer side of being a man yeah in the toughest place you'd ever imagine like the marines than there is in like everyday life for men yeah where talking about that stuff is shown as weakness yeah and i found it just such a poignant and fascinating i didn't know this by the way until literally an hour ago when i was talking to him i didn't have any yeah. i didn't know that the marines did like did that make you feel comfortable saying that kind of stuff and he's like you know obviously everyone tries to be tough but yeah you know essentially it's a brotherhood 
And in a brotherhood, if you really drill down to what a brotherhood is, it's a safe space. It's a place for you to be real. Um, if you can't be real about how you're feeling, then you're going to get to the extreme. Um, you know, so making very, very like multiple good points, but just that, you know, your mental health is a giant spectrum. And in this spectrum, you've got big words like I am depressed. I am anxious. I am feeling this thing right now and when you express that stuff it feels like it's going to be forever um but actually you're living in that moment and tomorrow you might be twice as depressed but you also might be half as depressed and over a period of time you might go sadly into oblivion as lots of men commit suicide but you also might come out the other side from not being depressed anymore over time the best healer in the world because you've got a support network because you're looking after yourself and you know there's a lot of focus on those extreme moments but actually, the thing that we were talking about together was a very undervalued and underappreciated area of mental health is this like awareness that everyone has it. And that every day there's an opportunity to work on that Yeah, through a wellness practice, millions of wellness practices, of course. But yeah. just like, just like, you know, if you don't want to get fat and, you know, my, my father, um, who passed away about 10 years ago, he had Sorry, really no. poor health no thank you mate but he had really poor health right now i mean in fairness he, he was blind and had like a, a whole lot of like genetic issues as well but you know being really frank the amount of times he was told if he doesn't lose weight and get healthy he's going to cause himself like more problems more problems more problems i grew up with a father who chose basically not to exercise every day not to even exercise three times a week I've seen literally what happens to a human being that does that, right? And my dad is no different to anyone else. And yeah. so you see that and you relate that physical health scenario to a mental health scenario. And you say, similarly, if you were to exercise three times a week, go for a walk every day, you wouldn't end up with chronic health conditions that you can't reverse in your 40s, 50s and 60s, where it's too late to do anything about them. You wouldn't, and also not, not just too late, your mindset is geared towards a mindset of excuses. Yeah, I'll walk tomorrow. I'll do this tomorrow, etc. And I, you, you build that up over multiple years of behaviours. Um, it's much harder to switch at that point. So if you can, if you compare that to the mental health journey, same thing. Which yeah. is you can reach like extremes and depths of lo of feeling low, and you can create lots of different emotional feelings within ourselves um, by not doing little things that really don't feel like they make an impact today and that's that's the hard and confusing thing it's different like in exercise it's fascinating because you know if you if you're like right i don't want to be fat i'm going to lose weight i'm going to do some exercise bloody hell you feel like you've done that exercise yeah right yeah, like yeah. you i mean especially if you're you know especially if you're unhealthy and i've i've been fat and i've gone through the whole weight loss journey and everything else like yeah it is intense right you feel it Obviously, you feel good and knackered at the same time. Mental health journey is like completely different. Like most of the stuff that makes you feel good in the long term and would improve your mental health doesn't have a lot of impact today. Yeah, that's that's actually one of the challenging things. Meditating today, if you've never meditated before, meditating today will be the most frustrating thing you've ever done. Yeah, um, I've meditated every day pretty much without fail for about three years after it's worth saying trying to do that for about five years Seriously? Um, oh wow yeah as in as in you know 
for about five years, New Year's resolution, I'm gonna to learn to meditate every day, 10 minutes a day, blah, blah, blah. I mean, never get around to it once, you know, once a month at best or something. But for the last, I think it's three years, maybe it's two and a half, I've pretty much not missed a day. But I, but I found a way that works for me, which is the other thing that's important, which is just to just do it before I go to bed. So I know I'm going to bed. I know that the last thing I do before I go to bed is I'll meditate. At least I know that it's the same time every day. Um, you know, next level for me would be doing it first thing in the morning because apparently that is literally the best time to do it. I just haven't got around to doing that. My mind's in too much of a rush. It's very yeah. ironic. I should obviously do it. Um, <laughs> but but um, here's the thing. Like meditating for 10 minutes doesn't do all that much at the time. Um, writing my journal as I do every day doesn't really do that much. Like all of these things, they don't really do very much. It's not a comparison to getting on a bike for 30 minutes and sweating it out and feeling really good about myself for having done that. It's not the same. Yeah. Um, but these behaviors all compound and they all compound to really helping prevent ex, like, you know, for me, especially where I am just predisposed to lots of you know, negative inner voice, lots of self-doubt, lots of very similar behaviors to most people. I know that doing these, I know the difference over time of doing these practices and how it helps prevent and improve that inner voice and my behavior and relationship with myself. Yeah. And when I don't do that, Yeah. you know, and that, that's the thing. And it's, it's really tricky because obviously, you know, with heights, um, which is my company, everything we do is in brain care, essentially, right? So everything yeah. that we do is like researching neuroscience and nutrition and, and mental health and how all these things intersect. And the most fascinating thing about our brains is we're like biologically, genetically set up to fail. It's really fascinating. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The setup to fail is really interesting. So we'll talk about heights now as well, because um, that's, that's fascinating because it is like people do have like, a lot of people I know have a default position of being negative towards things. And like you say, brain set up to fail how, how would you how do you sort of like make that well well let's let's just talk about it in a really simple way yeah like given a choice most people would rather just sit in bed all day watching tv yeah <laughs> that's like i mean we do all have that choice but yeah. like that kind of behavior is very commonly correlated with a depressed person's behavior as well by the way 
not saying that you are depressed if that's what you do at all, but this is extremely common behavior. Yeah. So, um, again, like the reason is, and why we're genetically predisposed and built in like a completely, um, you know, inconvenient way, our brains like literally gravitate towards low energy. So our, our brains are the most energy intensive organs in our body. They use 20% of our energy and blood supply every single day. It's a, only about 3% of your body mass. So it's one of the smaller organs that takes up almost all of the energy that you actually need goes to your brain for behaviors and for actions. Now, when you create habits, a habit is essentially um, a short circuit of a behavior where your brain doesn't have to do any work. And when you are trying to do something, when you are putting an effort towards something, your brain is using lots of energy up, right? So interestingly, the things that challenge us, and this is where this idea of resilience and grit comes from, right? People who are successful in life, people who achieve things, people who, um, you know, actually, um, you know, tend to find success, financial success particularly, right? These are people that work against their brain every day, to do things that they don't want to do. Um, there is this, you know, magical myth, I think, that, and I, I, I speak about this literally in my own experience. Yeah, no, it's, know, it's interesting. That, that, that I'm going to wake up tomorrow feeling like I want to get on the Peloton and have a bike ride. That I'm going to wake up tomorrow feeling like I want to do my day's best work. I'm going to wake up tomorrow feeling inspired. It wasn't today, but tomorrow I will be. That is mostly a myth. Most people do not wake up feeling that way at all. Most people wake up feeling the same way as each other, which is tired and a bit lethargic and yeah, like yeah. kind of figuring out what they're going to do that day, etc. And at that moment, you have a choice, which is, um, you know, to combat those feelings and go for it anyway, which is where grit and resilience comes from, which is basically all based on mindset or um, taking it really easy again. And the truth is, like your brain wants you to do the latter. Yeah. Right. It wants you to take it easy. It doesn't want you to use up your energy and stuff. But that's also where growth comes from. So it's just like, and there's so many examples of it, right? So like the the best example overall is just the dopamine reward system. Yeah. So our brains are literally chemically wired to reward short-term wins. So let's talk about short-term wins. What short-term? Um, short-term is eating junk food. Short-term is you know sitting on your phone scrolling through instagram short term is all the distractions that you enjoy that i enjoy i'm i do all of these things by the way i'm not a pious person in, in any kind of way i have all of the same i have all of the same um habitual mistakes hardwired into me as everyone else i just have the awareness and the knowledge from reading about these things that they're bad for me and sometimes when you know that these things are bad for you um and you know a bit more at least you're making some choices. So when I do these things anyway, when I spend more than 20 minutes a day on Instagram, because I've got my notification to warn me, um, <laughs> at least I'm doing it consciously. At least I know that this yeah. is a, you know, it's not going to help my future. Yeah. Um, the thing about building like a, a meaningful life is you've kind of got to avoid as many of the short-term distractions as you possibly can. Yeah. Um, that's a million things, right? That's being lazy. That's um, not um, looking after yourself mentally or physically. That's not facing difficult conversations with people you don't want to have. 
Um, it's easy to avoid all these things and trick yourself that things are going well because you haven't had a very challenging day because you know things yeah. have gone well because that, and, and you feel good about those things that day because that's how dopamine works. Yeah. But the long term, the long term is um, you're not building any behaviors and activities that do help build your your long-term resistance up to these things and you know i just think it's possibly our biggest biological flaw in some respects but in others you know not to be totally cruel about it but i've thought about this philosophically before you know it's also very survival of the fittest right yeah. it's like if this shit was for everyone yeah. everyone would do it very but it's not but yeah. it's not and so you know, it's interesting because motivation has to come from within. Mindset has to come from within. You can't have other people telling you. You can have people coaching you and you can have people setting examples and inspiring you. But ultimately, you're the only one that's going to get you out of bed in the morning. And you're the only one that's going to create those behaviors. And, you know, I think it's a really important thing for people to know that, in my opinion, most people do not wake up in the morning ready to seize the day yeah they don't that's a choice yeah it's a choice you know like you know choosing to take today by the horns choosing to try and avoid distractions and trying to make some small steps towards the life you want to have yeah those are choices and those choices compound the more you do them and then they become habits and when they become habits they take less energy up for your brain and they get habitualized um, and ritualized. And then they become things that you casually do that don't take any energy, but it's just, it's like a muscle. It takes time to build. Why heights, why brain care? And where do you see the future of that sort of type of research? Cause it's quite like you say, it's, it's an often underappreciated kind of area yeah. to focus on. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess the insight for heights comes from my experience with insomnia. So I had insomnia for about six months and uh, I tried everything to try and get over it. So I went to a dietitian, I was trying apps like Sleepio and Calm and um, I was given sleeping pills by the doctor, but I didn't want to take them. And in the end, I just met a friend for dinner who recommended a dietitian and I went to see her and she recommended me supplements. And I was very, very skeptical. But within two weeks, um, I was sleeping like a baby and I was very surprised but when i spoke to her about it she was just explaining that a lot of our a lot of our experiences of mental health problems and also when we don't have mental health problems we're trying to get to some more peak performance a lot of these scenarios are based on um you know behavioral interactions with other people or with yourself all the stuff i just talked about right yeah, yeah. the big the big gap that no one talks about is nutrition which doesn't make sense because when you think about when, I, when we talk about being healthy and fit or being fat and losing weight, you know, you think of two things. You think about exercise and nutrition, which is basically behaviors and nutrition. Well, same thing for your mental health, which actually is that nutrition really matters for your brain. Like I said, it takes 20% of your energy and blood supply every day. What do you think it's running on? It's running on food. So the better you feed it, the clearer your mind, the better you sleep, the healthier you feel, the sharper, the better, you know, all of these things actually do happen. Now, you don't have to take supplements for that stuff at all. You can eat a better diet, um, which is why the first thing I started doing at the time was writing a newsletter that had like recipes on brain food. Um, but where that evolved was, you know, I started reading science papers and being very into what science says is good for your brain. Um, 
that was just over two years ago where I've written a newsletter every Sunday and sent it out to people on brain care, essentially. So things that you can do according to science to look after your brain. And it was originally called Dawn. Um, and then, you know, over a period of time, we were thinking more about the brands and what we can create. And we've ended up creating a product called the Smart Supplement, um, which is essentially a single, a sick, like, well, it's two pills a day, but it is everything that your brain needs according to science wrapped up into a single product so it's like you would replace your multivitamin you would replace your omega-3s you would replace you know it's got blueberry extract it's got all of these things you wouldn't otherwise be taking but you should so you should have 25 blueberries every day but you probably don't yeah um but the reason you would do is because they're antioxidants they help you clean out your brain whilst you sleep so you know our product has the equivalent of 25 blueberries in it every day from an extract called anthocyanins. Um, so it's yeah. like synthesizing what, what would be in the perfect brain food diet. If you were to eat those meals every day and putting it into a product and make looking after your brain easy. Now that is in our opinion, the biggest gap in the market, you know, both for managing your mental health and improving your mental health and, and, and looking after your mental well-being but also from a performance point of view. So for me, where it really worked was bringing me back up to my baseline so I could sleep again, so I wasn't having anxiety or panic attacks at all and being much calmer over like, you know, over a period. Then going beyond that, right? So now it's a case of, you know, I can get myself into an hour of flow state work because, you know, my mind is sharp, as in I've given it the things it needs of hydrating well. and. It's just a very logical thing that most people haven't heard of, interestingly. So, yeah. you know, we started this brand called Heights, and uh, which is obviously all about people reaching their heights. And, you know, other than the product itself, the main thing, which is a subscription product that comes through your letterbox, and, you know, it's got all sorts of fantastic customers from founders of Khan and Fuel and Shazam to, you know, the famous one is obviously Stephen Fry on the front of the website, who has been taking it without fail for probably a year in about two weeks. Wow, um, no way. Yeah, um, and I don't think he's ever missed a day, which is quite impressive. Uh, he has certainly not missed a shipment, which is amazing. Um, and um, I think the main, you know, the main insight that we have is that nutrition is a massively undervalued area of our mental health. Um, and that's from men mental health recovery, like I say, all the way through to mental performance. Um, it's a very simple insight because it's scientifically true. You don't have to take our product. You can have a better diet. You don't have to take our product. You could take multiple other supplements instead and make your own concoction. But the second best thing to do wouldn't be to ignore the whole problem entirely. It would be to say, I have already, I mean, what's been great over the last 10 years is people actually understanding wellness and lifestyle and the role that nutrition plays for their bodies. Yeah. So the next 10 years is all going to be about awareness of that importance for our minds. And um, I think I feel very lucky for, you know, I've had this experience and it's helped me, you know, start a business. Um, but I also feel very lucky that I think this category is going to explode into awareness. Yeah. Because yeah. science says this is something that's important. It's not opinion. It's there's, there's so many scientific papers around it. Mm. So. I think it's going to be an exploding category um, that we've defined as brain care. And the reason that we've defined it as brain care is because, you know, we think helping people think about, even as kids, the way that we are taught to ritualize things like skin care, hair care, oral care, nail care, if you're a woman, more so than man, but I'm, I've 
so that's yeah. why like biting my nails don't do it anymore but i can't exactly <laughs> be a, i can't exactly be a poster boy for nail care um, <laughs> but, but you know these these are these are areas that people think are important for personal care well Brilliant. what's more important than looking after your brain ben thanks so much man much appreciated and you where we can where can people find out more about heights yeah so you can find out about heights yeah so heights is yourheights.com or at your heights on social media and then you can find me at dan murray serter s-e-r-t-e-r wow what an interesting show absolutely loved that great speaking to dan really really interesting hearing about his company heights and also about the work he's up to and just you know the concepts and the fields of thinking that we were talking about yeah i really loved that and i hope you did too as well so yeah i hope you got some good stuff out of it and that you can apply it to your daily regime and um, that it is helpful in some way so thanks so much indeed for listening I, I just feel like we need to take care of our states of mind our states of being our mental well-being our, our mental fitness more than anything and anything we can do that is a natural kind of way to do that then you know via via a supplement if we need it just to give us that extra advantage then i think it, i'm all for it and i think it's one of those things where look after it now keep it in check now prevent anything from happening now and you stop problems happening in the future it's like you know looking after your car i guess and looking after you know an asset that you know could potentially go wrong in the future if you don't look after it now so yeah treat yourself like a product basically um, i hope you've enjoyed listening to this show and do remember to subscribe if you get the chance to do that and give us some a five-star rating as well obviously um, we don't have to but it would be nice um and yeah and uh, also like and subscribe on all the social channels at manzilla online uh, where we, you can find us there you can get me at gavin r official um and that has been it for today's show thanks so much indeed this has been the manzilla podcast have a great day even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.